Welcome to Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 on KATX and KWBY, as Angela Robinson joins Terry Slavens to share important financial information to help you live life on purpose. Insurance, investments, estate and tax planning, and much more. All covered now on Life Planning 101. Well, very pleasant. Good Monday morning, everyone. First Monday of the new year, and Angela Robinson is with us again this morning, as always, to talk about a little bit of Life Planning 101. That is right. And what better way than starting with something the government gave us at the end of the year? Why did your face just like she, turn upside down when I she's said a New Year Scrooge? <laughs> New Year Scrooge? No, no. Um, actually, um, and you, I don't even know if you know this. A lot, probably a lot of people don't. There was a act called the Secure Act that passed at the end of the year. It was in the works for most of 2019. Um, that made major changes to a lot of retirement plans. So it's kind of important. We got to discuss it, right? And, uh, you know, I I think it's every other year. So tax reform happened at the end of 2017, and that ruined my Christmas holiday. And now the SECURE Act passes at the end of 2019. That ruins my Christmas holiday. So my husband says, do you ever read anything that isn't published by Congress or (laughs) the Senate? And the answer is yes, I do. Uh, But, um, yeah, it made for some fun reading for sure. So, you know, one of the things that I, I love to do is I love to go to the AICPA, you know, board and see what they're commenting on and what issues they come up with. I like to go to, there's an, a, a CPA agriculture organization for ag communities with, you know, farmers and ranchers. And I like to go see what they're saying about certain things. And then of course I go to the bar right. and look at what's going on there. So um, I've got, you know, lots of good stuff today. Lots of good stuff. Because when you actually read the SECURE Act, um, if you are going to read the SECURE Act, it can be a little confusing and it creates lots of questions. I had lots of questions when I read it. So what I tried to do was put together what we believe is going to have the biggest impact on the families that we work with and some of the common Q&A, so to speak, around that. So um, we're going to have lots of good content today, lots to get to. And we're going to talk about the high points. There was actually some tax relief in the bill. So some of the uh, tax reform that got expanded or just renewed and there was a not so good point in the bill and there was a very low point in the bill that we need to talk about because it is going to impact not only yourself but uh, potentially yourself but future generations for many years to come major major changes so um the interesting thing about this though and and i you know i i find this ironic that we're talking about this today because we come off of a weekend of a lot of a lot of news and a lot of prayer is due for our country don't know doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on our leaders need prayers all of them and you know we need to pray for healing and and what's going on over in the middle east right now and that uh, pray for the safety of of our country and and just pray for you know all of all of god's children so um you know it's it's interesting to me with that and then you're coming into a week with <laughs> impeachment is the hot topic right i don't know why uh, it's only been the hot topic for the last six months okay yeah so there we go but it's still the hot topic and it's coming into a big week um and the interesting thing about the secure act it was very bipartisan 
In fact, there's a lot of bills that are very bipartisan that are actually making their way through Congress right now that aren't getting any attention because the mainstream is just eating it up. So this is one of those bills. And I think, you know, for the most part, for most people, it means a lot of good things, but you got to know how to take advantage of them. And you definitely need to know how to plan around the bad things. So this is a show that you are not going to want to miss. We're going to be talking about the SECURE Act and how it could potentially impact you right here on Life Planning 101. Segment two, Life Plan 101, some changes. Yes, the SECURE Act uh, passed with flying colors in 2019. And this is big. If you missed the first segment, you know, about your uh, retirement accounts and things that are impacted and um, some massive changes and some massive planning opportunities uh, in the midst of these changes. So, again, we're going to hit the high points. We're going to hit some of the tax reform stuff. We're going to hit a low point of the bill and the really low point of the bill, which I'm going to save the best for last. But, you know, don't want to miss it. So let's talk about some of these high points. So we know that when you have an IRA and in the past you hit the ripe old age of 70 and a half, you had to start taking what's called a required minimum distribution from that IRA, right? Right. Well, they've bumped that age. It is now 72. Okay. So they give you a whole nother year and a half to two years, depending on what your strategy was then. And, you know, when you do the uh, math on it, you know, it gives you an opportunity, two more years of, of Roth IRA opportunity to potentially help you out there, which is really good. Um, so I would definitely be talking to your advisor about that, because when you do hit 72, that's that ticking tax bomb we always talk about, sure. right? So they just bump that. But the second thing, and this is an interesting point, is that if you turn 70 and a half before uh, December 31st of 2009, or January 1st of this year, technically, then you are grandfathered into the old rules. So you don't get to delay your 2019 RMD if you're waiting till April 1st to take it, you need to take it. If you turned 70 and a half last year, right. you have to take that RMD by April 1st of this year. So make sure that you do that okay (laughs) that's a big one um and it it wasn't real clear in the rules so i actually had to go to one of the third-party resources either icpa or the um the bar to figure that one out um number two what I call forever young IRA contributions. So this is really awesome because this has been a problem for a while. There's lots of people that are working past the age of 70. Well, according to the old rules, you could no longer contribute to an IRA if you were over age 70. It stopped because now you have to take that RMD. Well, now you're forever young. There is no age limitation. You can contribute to that traditional IRA all that you want, which helps with your taxes, what right? Do they re- have the required minimum. I mean, what's the re- is that just to get money back in circulation? Yeah, and it's a great tax? question. Tax. You you answered it with the latter, right? Because you think about it, an IRA, you got to defer the taxes going in, right? And I always say you're, they're going to get you coming or going. Sure. Okay, so. If you got to defer taxes, in other words, you didn't pay tax on the, the money that you put into an IRA or 401k or 403b or whatever it is, you're going to pay tax when you take the distributions out. So it's grow tax deferred all this time, right? Well, when it starts coming out, that's a massive tax income to the government. Right. Just imagine on a million dollar IRA if the RMD the first year is 36 grand a year. 36000 a year hitting your tax return in addition to everything else you have. Right. So just think about that. That's well, and I know a lot of folks that did this deferring, thinking they'd be in a lower tax bracket when they were 70 and a half. That's right. 
they get this distribution and all of a sudden it knocks them into a higher tax bracket than they've ever been in. That's right. And that's what we call that ticking tax bomb. And people, what they fail to do is really, you know, you got to look at, obviously it's the best opportunity is to plan your entire life, right? Um, You know, myself included, I am choosing right now to not as defer as much money and put more money in after tax accounts, even though it's costing me tax, but I'm choosing to do that because I know that taxes are most likely going to be going up in the future and i may not ever get an opportunity like trump tax reform again to do this so obviously it's best to do it throughout your lifetime but we really want people to hone in about the time they turn 55 to start planning a structure that's going to last in the next 20 years and help them with that ticking tax bomb if you retire early you have oh my gosh, all this opportunity, please use it. Please use it because you can avoid that ticking tax bomb to a a lot of degrees. So um, it's really, really important that you do that. It's really important. But, you know, for most people, here's what I tell them. If you're not going to save anything at all or anything because you have to pay tax, you're better deferring the money and paying the tax down the road because at least you got the money, Right. right? Because a lot of people won't put money back unless it saves them tax. Right. And that's, it's a best weird way of thinking, but I can't, you know, we're not going to go there. So anyway, <laughs> that's, another that's another show, right? Um, so there, there's number two, forever young IRA contributions. Number three, more money and less reporting for business owners. This is a big one. Um, so there's a lot of great things that happen with the 401ks within the plan and I was really excited to see this because um, there's new credits okay up to about $5,500 in new credits for business owners who are starting a 401k or implementing automatic enrollment into their 401k Um, by the way they increase that automatic enrollment that you could defer up to 15 percent of your salaries or your employee salary which i think is becoming more and more important i think the government sees this too because young people don't know how critical it is to save there's no we know there's no longer the pensions that were once there so it's up to these 401ks to make up the legwork for this so that's really big Um, the other thing that's really cool is they created what's called pooled employer plans so, you know, employer could team up with a, an administrator that has eight different 401ks in one plan, and it all has to do one set of reporting oh. rather than eight different eight sets. sets of reporting. Well, that lowers the cost tremendously in order to do that. So that's huge for employers because um, 401ks have been getting a wrap and even we look at it this way. We uh, saw a doctor set up a 401k last year. We met him after the fact and it's costing him $3,500 to administer this 401k which he's only getting to put back about $54,000 a year. Didn't really make a lot of sense by the time you calculated all the numbers out of it. But that's what's happening. So this lowers the cost significantly and, and opens up a lot of opportunities. Um, also, the safe harbor rules uh, got a lot easier. So, you know, there's been the, you know, we've talked about this on the show before. If you're an employer, you may be subject to having a fiduciary duty to that plan, right? So these safe harbor pools are uh, plan, or they, they just got easier because now they have an annuity option in the plan. And now they have an option that you're going to show you an, an option for lifetime income on your statement once a year and what that can actually provide someone, which is a lot of training, a lot of education, which is good, okay? But I'm also going to give you a, a side note to that, all right? I have never, ever, ever, ever looked at a statement that says, this is your potential income off of a 401k plan 
and I would use that same number. In fact, I use about a third of that number. So I'll be curious to see what, because they've given the DOL the uh, reins to be able to say, okay, this is how you're going to calculate that lifetime annuity payment, okay, to go on that statement. So I'll be curious to see how that's actually calculated and if it's actually a good number, bad number whatsoever. Feasible. It's feasible. And it may be subject to um, just the time of, of life we're in, whether we have low interest rates or high interest rates or what's going on. But, um, you know, it just means don't take it for face value. That's a big thing. And, and help your kids with that. If you're listening to the show and you know your kids have 401ks and they start getting this statement that says, well, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be getting 3000 a month at retirement. Well, you might not be getting three thousand a month that's not a guarantee sure and the, i promise you remember the big print giveth the little print taketh away taketh away it's really important so that's a big one so there is the top three high points now let's go into some tax relief and then we'll take a break here so um there was a cadillac tax on healthcare employer plans that if you're an owner of a business you may know about it's been delayed 2022. You're in luck. Yay! Okay. Penalty-free distributions from retirement plans and IRAs up to $5,000 for births or adoptions. So if you have a a kid or you adopt, you can take out $5,000. You still have to pay tax on it out of your IRA, but you avoid the 10% penalty. So that's really good, right? 529s can now be used to pay up to uh, $10,000 of student loans. That's great news. That's awesome. That is great news. So um, that's a big one. Uh, Kitty tax that was introduced during the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is now gone. It was kind of an accident. They didn't mean to do that, but they re-implemented the kitty tax. Um, So if your kids are filing a tax return, they would have this tremendous trust tax rate that was bigger than yours. That's (laughs) that's gone. It's gone back to the parents. Uh, tax rate if they're you know if that they have enough investment income so that's really good um, itemized medical uh, floor expense so we've bounced around right seven and a half percent and then it was supposed to go up to ten percent well it got reduced back down to seven and a half percent so that's the threshold anything above that may be deductible right. on your tax return okay um, extension of the above the line deductions for tuition and related expenses. So again, there's just another extension. And then multiple credits for business owners were extended, such as the credit for paid and family medical leave, health insurance costs, work opportunity credits, new markets. So if you're a business owner and you thought a credit was going away or you don't know about any credits, you probably need to be asking those questions because there could be a lot of opportunities for you. So I know this is a lot of information. <laughs> Maybe we should have took two shows, but We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I want to talk to you about the not-so-high point and the low point of the bill, which we all need to be aware of, right here on Life Planning 101. Final segment, Life Planning 101, Angela. Yes, we're talking about the SECURE Act that happened right at the end of the year. Merry Christmas to your retirement plans, your taxes, and uh, your children. And that's what we're going to be talking about next. So, um, you know, anytime Congress gives us something, we have to be leery, right? Yeah. What What, what, what is going to go on with this, right? So I want to talk about a couple things. First of all, the good news is there is only one item that made the not-so-high point list, and, and we kind of already talked about that with the, the DOL and the retirement plans and how um, that's good for employers, right, that they can lower their fiduciary responsibility, but maybe not so good for participants because estimates aren't usually accurate, 
and depending on the measures that are used, they could really vary, they could vary extremely. Let's just put it that way from from actuality. So that is, I I think that's probably one of the things I, I'm most concerned with, um, just because perception is reality for a lot of people, and they could wake up to some really unpleasant surprises by the time they come retirement. You know, um, we always encourage people. You know, you need to start working with someone as young as you can. And I praise we have several young people, 20s and 30 year olds, that at least get you know a financial plan, and they know how much they need to be saving. They have the right amount of life insurance. They've had their home auto and you know liability looked at. If they've got any debt, they have a, a debt plan in place, you know, basic legal documents. They've got all that basic stuff in place right at the beginning of life so that at least they know what track they need to be on. And I wish every couple would do that. I, I think it's a great wedding present, by the way. So remember <laughs> that this spring, right? But but it doesn't always happen that way. And most people just rely on oh, this is a general rule of thumb, or this is what my neighbor told me, or this is what HR told me to do, or my automatic enrollment is 3%. So that's what I've been doing. I can't tell you how many times I, I get a 401k statement and people are contributing just the match, 3%. Well, I am maxing it out. No, 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 you're not even close to maxing it out. 3%, if you're a $100,000 salary, is three grand a year when you might be able to put 18 to 26, 19 to 26,000 back in it, right? So it's really important that you you start looking at those numbers and seeing what, what you need to be doing. But let's get to uh, what I call is the, oh, downright ugly part of the bill. Whew. And, you know, you have to you have to think of it this way. We knew it was coming. Uh, I think the industry knew it was coming for a long time. We'd been waiting on the moment that Washington figured it out that, oh, we have debt. And how are we going to pay for that debt? Hmm. There is tons of money sitting in IRAs. Yeah, let's get it, right? So that's exactly what they do. They raise the age from 70 and a half to 72 for that required minimum distribution. But now when you die, you no longer have the option for your children to stretch that over their lifetime to take that income out of that IRA. Yep, you got 10 years, 10 years to get the money out. So I want you to think about this. Let's say that your kids inherit a million dollar IRA. $100,000 a year hitting a tax return for the next 10 years if they take it out even evenly. If they don't get sound advice and all of a sudden they say, oh, you've got to do that. Imagine them having to take in doubles in 10 years, $2 million out in one year. Tell me that's not going to happen. I guarantee it's going to happen, right? So they've set this window out there that, you know, is really condensed. And, and you think about, it's very smart because how is our, what is our tax system? It's a progressive tax right. system, right? So if you take out that required minimum distribution and you inherited that a million dollar IRA and you're young, maybe your, your RMD is only 10000 a year and that hitting your tax return doesn't even increase your tax bracket. So you know, it's only costing you $2,200 a year tax to, to take that. Well, now $100,000 hitting your tax return is progressive. Yes. So now we've just bumped you into a higher tax bracket and ta- we got more out of that same million dollars than we would have over a lifetime. Think about it. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. But it's happening. Yes. So what is it that you're going to do? Yeah, and this what's is the answer. This is the biggie. And and I want and I want to make you aware of one other really ugly point in this. And I when I read this, I went, Oh my lord, like literally just hit my jaw drop because you know, I've seen we we've always tried when we work with an attorney 
to create very flexible language inside of a trust for a trustee, okay? But that doesn't mean that's always set up that way. An example of this may be like your trust says shall versus may. Okay, think about those two words. Right. The trust shall pay out dot, 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 or the trust may pay out dot, dot, dot. Well, may is an option. Yes, shall is not. Shall is a demand, okay. a command. Right, so we work, we work really hard to look at verbiage like that in, inside of trusts, and we have a trustee that you know looks at all of our trusts when we do that, and we find that, that there's a lot of boilerplate trusts that are written out there, and I'm going to tell you there's, there's going to be a lot of things that need to be rewritten this year with estate planning, because if your IRA was intended to go into a trust that you had set up for your children, perhaps... There was a clause that said they shall receive the income out of the trust each year and no more, or shall receive uh, the required minimum distributions out of the trust each year and no more. And guess what? There are no required minimum distributions. That trust can sit there holding that IRA for 10 years, and then what is the only required minimum distribution? All of it. All of it in year 10. At one time. At one time. Right? Your tax report. Yes, tax on their tax return. Imagine $2 million hitting a, a, a tax return, right? Ouch. Okay, okay. Now, let's add, let's add even more pain to this, okay? Why did you set up the trust in the first place? Did to avoid you, tax. To avoid tax or because maybe you felt like your kids couldn't handle yeah. inheriting a million, $2 million all at once. So what just happened? They just inherited uh, $2 million all at once. Yes, this is exactly right. Okay, so this is, a, this is a big, 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 big ticket item here. This needs to be paid attention to if you have any sizable IRA and you have some planning or, or 401k and you have some planning that needs to be looked at. Um, even with the trusts that you know we know about within our clients, we are going to go back with fine-tooth comb and look at every single one of them because we want to make sure something wasn't written that could um, you know offset planning that they been trying to accomplish in the first place. Now, here's the other thing to note on this. As I said, there was opportunity. There is opportunity here. You don't have to just take this for the law and it be done, okay? There are actually tools out there that would allow you to still have that amount of money act as a stretch to your children, both from an income perspective and from a tax perspective, Okay, over their lifetime or over a certain period of time or your children and your grandchildren, you have options. Right. Okay, so you don't have to take this for the word. I think a lot of times things come out and people just say, well, it's the way it is. Well, my job is to say, well, there's got to be another way. Okay, so we already found another way around this and we're real excited about being able to use it and, and help people accomplish the same thing they were wanting to accomplish in the first place is pay less in taxes, have the money last for more generations than just one and and, you know, being able to help children inherit money responsibly. That's the biggie, right? So one of my favorite quotes by Warren Buffett is, someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. Now, he's applying that to the investment world, but I think it fits all facets of life, right? Absolutely. So, you know, whether you're educating yourself, whether you're saving your pennies so that your dollars are going to be there, whether you're helping your kids learn, you know, that things shouldn't be taken as face value, or whether you're setting up something that creates a legacy for generations to come, I hope that you're planting that tree. 
that you're taking this information and you're working on that because someone will be sitting in the shade if that's what you do. So see, I ended it on a happy note for a 2020 vision, right? I'm not a Scrooge after all. So the shade's going to be well worth it. Get to planting in 2020, right? Um, my name is Angela Robinson with Kennedy Financial Services here in the great town of Eastland, Texas. God bless everyone. God bless our nation. And uh, may that you, you uh, have your prayers focused on, on the world and what's going on out there today. Thank you for joining us for Life Planning 101, brought to you by Kennedy Financial Services of Eastland. Tune in every Monday morning at 8.30 on KATX and KWBY, and again on Saturday morning at 9 o'clock on KATX and KWBY for more Life Planning 101. Advisory services offered through Smart Money Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Securities offered through Calton & Associates Incorporated, member FINRA SIPC. Kennedy Financial Services Incorporated is an independent of Calton & Associates Incorporated and Smart Money Group, LLC.